One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to a Monday edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you are having a very good start to your week. And why wouldn't you be? Because Arsenal are sitting top of the Premier League and this week have the chance to secure Champions League qualification through to the knockout stages should they beat Lons on Wednesday night at the Emirates. I will be there for that one. I'll be heading to London Colney tomorrow as well for Mikel Arteta's press conference and the open training session. I think open training starts at 12.30 or 1 o'clock tomorrow. Then Mikel's speaking at 2.30. He'll be a player as well. So we should get some good stuff from him. We'll get a good little bit of an insight into any potential injuries or team news during the open training session as well. I will try and do a show in the morning tomorrow before I leave, if I manage to get time uh, before I leave for Colney. And then I'll try and do something after the press conference as well. So you might well get two shows from me tomorrow. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Quite a bit to talk about today. We'll talk about Victor Rossman, who is in the headlines once again, being linked with a potential move to the Premier League. Um, and we'll have a look ahead to the game against Lons, who might well feature in that game. Bit of a Premier League roundup as well after yesterday's results. How that leaves the table. Got quite a few questions and comments from you guys as well. Uh, so yeah, plenty to get stuck into today. We'll start with Victor Osman because I've been having plenty of questions about Victor Osman. It's always funny whenever this, whenever Osman starts getting linked to Arsenal again, there's a tweet that I did or a story that I wrote a few, couple of years ago now. It was when Arsenal was signing Gabriel Jesus. That summer that they were signing Gabriel Jesus, I wrote a story um, revealing Arsenal's interest in Victor Osman and the fact that his agent had travelled to London Colney, had met with Arsenal for discussions. Jesus was always the target at that point. But Arsenal were interested in Osman back then. And um, whenever he that he gets linked again, as he is at the moment, that tweet suddenly starts doing the rounds again. I see people retweeting it and quote tweeting it all the time. And uh, so I always know when he's been linked with Arsenal, when suddenly my notifications start going mad and it's always that old tweet again. Um, and I'm getting loads of questions saying, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And I can't say anything new, I'm afraid, on it, really. Um, all I can say, my, you know, my info on Osman is that Arsenal have, you know, had a long-term interest in Osman. Like I said, he's, they've spoken with his agent. They've met with their with the agent. 
Um, at the time, it was always thought that it was going to be a very, very difficult deal to do. And also, Gabriel Jesus was the priority target. Talks were ongoing with Manchester City at that time um, to bring in Gabriel Jesus from Arsenal. Arsenal always felt a little bit difficult, but Arsenal were exploring the option should something happen with the Jesus deal. Of course, Jesus deal went through. Arsenal didn't um, step up their interest in Osman that summer. He would have been very, very expensive, a really difficult one to do. And Jesus was always the target. Um, we know a striker is going to be a big, big priority for Arsenal over the next couple of transfer windows. I don't think it'll be January. I think it'll be the summer where Arsenal really push for a striker. I might be wrong. That's actually based more on a hunch than than anything else. But I just think a striker is not really going to be top of Arsenal's agenda this January as they're looking to sort of strengthen ahead of the second half of the season. I still think midfielders the most likely option if Arsenal are going to do anything in terms of bringing in um, a new body in January. But I think a striker will certainly be very, very high up on the agenda, if not the very top of the agenda come the summer. And then it's the case of who is potentially available. Ivan Tony, we know, continues to be linked with Arsenal. But Victor Osman, if he's on the market, which it appears he probably will be this summer, given he's still not signed that contract with Napoli, the relationship between club and player is safe to say not at its best over what's gone on over the last few months. Um sort of behind the scenes, which have been very, very, you know, much publicised, of course. So if Osman is on on the market or could be secured from Napoli, you know, I, I'm, you know, Arsenal's interest would not have gone away. They want a striker. He potentially could well be the best striker on the market come the summer. So I'm sure they'll be interest, interested in him. But the, big, the key thing is there's going to be lots of other clubs interested. We're hearing at the moment a lot of the stories in the last 24 hours are not so much centred on Arsenal, although they're saying that Arsenal are linked. It's that Chelsea are very, very interested in Arsenal as well. And we know that Chelsea are also going to be signing a striker at some point in the very near future. And uh, reports coming out from England and Italy suggest that he could well be open to Chelsea. He came out the other day I saw a quote from him talking about how he had a Chelsea shirt when he was younger, things like that, you know, classic sort of player who potentially could be on the move, um, flattering his eyelids at a uh, interested party. So, you know, if Arsenal do step up their interest in Osman, that interest, as I said, that has been a long-term thing, then they were not going to find it easy. A, it's going to cost an awful lot of money. B, there's going to be other clubs interested with big financial firepower behind them as well, like Chelsea. So it will not be an easy one to do. But as we've seen in the past, Arsenal are not scared now of going after these big money targets. And as they proved with Declan Rice in the summer, when they really, really want a player, they can get it done. They did that. They beat Manchester City to Declan Rice. So I don't think they'll be necessarily scared of going up against Chelsea if that is what happens. But there's a long time to go yet. We'll have to wait and see. And um, I'm, you know, there'll be other players that Arsenal are looking at in the striker position. But I'm, at, you know, convinced that. Well, I know that Arsenal are interested in Victor Osman. They have been for a while, so I can't imagine that interest is going to disappear, especially with him potentially on the agenda. So that's all I can really say on the matter right now. But please let me know what you think. I'm sure lots of you. In fact, I know lots of you because you're always getting in touch talking about Victor Osman, saying he would be the striker. He, if you're going to sign anyone, if it's Tony or Osman, it would be it would be Osman, and I agree with that. He's 24. Tony's a lot older than Osman, and if you're probably going to have to spend about the same amount of money when it comes to signing the two players, I would imagine maybe Osman might be a little bit more. But again, with his contract situation, perhaps not. Um, but they're going to be in the same sort of ballpark, I imagine, in terms of how much they're going to cost. And if you've got Tony as good as he is and Osman available, I think I would probably go for Osman. But let me know. You, what you guys think in the comments below. 
Okay, let's take a look at how things stand in the Premier League after 13 games. Now, we are more than a third of the way through the season. Can you believe that? And sitting pretty at the top of the table, it is Arsenal after that win uh, at the weekend against Brentford. One point clear of Manchester City, two points clear of Liverpool, two points clear of Aston Villa. What a fantastic result through Emery and Aston Villa yesterday at Spurs. Spurs have now lost three games in a row uh, after everyone was tipping them to be world beaters. Um, also, the first team in Premier League history, I believe, to lose three games in a row, having taken the lead in each of those three games, uh, which is quite the stat. I'm not quite sure how they didn't get something out of that game yesterday against Villa, though. Uh, they had more than enough chances. So I think they'll be kicking themselves from that. That was such a classic Unai Emery game, I thought, watching that. It felt like a cup game, you know, barely any midfield, just teams running through chances at both ends. Really, really exciting. Uh, and it was Villa who got the win. Thanks to Ollie Watkins, Arsenal fan, big Arsenal fan, scoring the winner at Tottenham. I'm sure he enjoyed that one. And Manchester United sitting there on 24 points. Now, what a goal from Garnacho yesterday against Everton. Unbelievable. Up there with the great Premier League goals, it has to be said. You know, you go back, obviously, your Bergkamps against Newcastle, your Rooney against Manchester City, to Canio. Um, uh, Kasami, wasn't it, for Fulham at Crystal Palace. Those sort of goals right up there with the very best Premier League goals. It was stunner, absolute stunner from Garnacho. Um, and silence the uh, Everton bear pit, didn't it, after a couple of minutes when um, they ended up winning three. Everton had so many chances in that game as well. It's unbelievable. 3-0 United won that. And when you actually watched it and how that game panned out, really didn't feel like a 3-0 win. But it's another win for Manchester United, who actually, their form guide at the moment, very, very strong. They are picking up results, Manchester United, and they are just six points off the top of the table. And I mean, you look at that league, how exciting it looks, and it's just so competitive. I've been saying it all along. It really feels like a league this season where teams are going to continue to drop points. They're going to continue to take points off each other. We saw Villa go to Spurs and win at the weekend. Like I said, Liverpool went to Manchester City and got a point. Um, Man United have gone away to Everton. Newcastle, who, with despite all their injuries, Go and smash Chelsea at the weekend 4-1, despite everyone raving that Chelsea were back on the way up now. So it's just a really, really competitive league. It really is. And, you know, for Arsenal to be sitting top of it at the moment after 13 games, having only lost one game with the best defensive record in the Premier League, even though, as we've said many times, they're not being quite at their best attacking-wise, it's a really good place to be. And I think there's really they're building a really solid foundation for what is to come this season. And long may that continue. Some big, big games coming up. Some tricky ones on the agenda as well before Christmas. Of course, Liverpool away on the 23rd of December. What a game that is going to be. What a test that is going to be for Arsenal. And they go to Aston Villa as well in a few weeks' time. And to be fair, Aston Villa are basically the best home side in the Premier League at the moment. I think they've won about 13 straight in the league uh, at home or in all competitions at home at Villa Park. Really, really tough place to go. So Arsenal are going to be tested in the next month or so. So far this season, they've come through most of the tests, despite not being at their very best. And we'll wait and see how that happens. And a couple of nice games to come in the Premier League, though. You'd think Wolves at home, although Wolves have picked up some good results recently and played some decent football, you'd still back Arsenal to get a result this weekend at the Emirates. And then they go to Luton, where they have to pick up. You can't be dropping points away at Luton, despite the fact Luton are finding a little bit of form. They had a good win against Crystal Palace at the weekend. If you're going to win the title this season, if you're going to keep pace with the likes of City, Villa, uh, sorry, City, Liverpool and potentially Villa, potentially Man United, you've got to go to Luton and pick up maximum points, unlike Liverpool, who, of course, slipped up there very, very recently. But let me know what you guys think about how the Premier League is shaping up now. We are a third of the way through. Let me know what you think, who's impressing you, who's 
you know, could Villa realistically challenge for the title this season? Let me know in the comments below. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, moving away from the Premier League, let's focus on the Champions League. While Arsenal are top of the Premier League, they are top of their Champions League group as well. And they are four points clear of PSV and Lons in the Champions League standings. A victory against Lons on Wednesday night will be enough to not just qualify for the knockout rounds, but win the group as well with a game to spare, which will be very, very nice. It means Arsenal could go to PSV on the final match day of the group stages and Arteta could do whatever he wants in terms of give games to youngsters, to anyone, not risk anyone. Um, it'd be a big, big thing. And, you know, Mikel is determined to do this as well. He talks about it. He says, you've got the chance, you've got to take the chance. And Arsenal have the chance to give themselves a little bit of breathing space to give players a rest. They've got to go and beat the team that is the only team that's beat them so far in the Champions League, that 2-1 defeat in France, which looked like a pretty costly result at the time. But of course, the back-to-back wins against Sevilla going to Spain and winning has put Arsenal in a really strong position now. And Lons arrive um, knowing really that they're going to probably, I was going to say need a win, but I don't know. I mean, Lons will absolutely take a point, no doubt about it. I mean, a point for Arsenal would basically, depending on what happens with Sevilla and PSV, a point could almost still send Arsenal through as group stage winners. Well, it would. If Arsenal draw with Lons and Sevilla beat PSV, then that will be enough to send Arsenal through because, of course, they'll be on 10 points with one game to go. Um, and then PSV will be on six. So four points behind Arsenal. So it wouldn't matter what happened in that final game of the season. So could potentially qualify as group winners with a game to go. It'll be interesting to see what, what Mikel does. I think he's going to go strong. I had a comment. It's not here. I'll talk about Douglas Louise in a minute. I did have, let me just bring this down because I don't want to flick through um, a comment. Where was it? Here it is. Let me get this one up for me to find out who it's from. Now, it was from Jughead12495. says, I think Reese Nelson and Trossard start on Wednesday ahead of Martinelli and Jesus. Those two need a proper rest. Thank you very much for your comment. I don't think, I'll be surprised if that is the case, to be honest. I think the way... Mikel Arteta will be approaching this, is he's going to go full strength. He knows this is the opportunity for Arsenal to secure themselves a spot in the knockout rounds as group winners. He's not going to take any risks with that. I think if he's going to rest players in the Champions League, it'll be that final game. I cannot see him leaving out the likes of Saka and Martinelli in a game that Arsenal need to win secure qualification. So I think he'll go strong. I think you're looking at potentially Ben White coming in. Uh, he was left out against Brentford, of course. He's still coming back from that injury issue that he's been having. It wouldn't surprise me if White comes back into the starting lineup for this one and gives maybe Tommy Asu a rest or Zinchenko a rest because he can move Tommy over to left back. 
would Kai Havertz start this one after scoring against Brentford potentially? So Trossard has had a very good time of things in the Champions League this season. No, you know, could will Trossard continue to play as the left eight in this game? So there are big, some big, quite big choices for Mikel to make. Um, you know, Gabriel Jesus as well, obviously played 90 minutes for Brazil, came, started the game against Brentford as well. Do you give his legs a little bit of a rest? Do you potentially bring Eddie and Ketcher into this side? I doubt it, but those are the sort of things that I imagine Mikel will be thinking, but I can't. I'd be very, very surprised if we get there and Saka and Martinelli arrested for this game. I think it'll be a strong team and it'll be uh, one that Mikel wants to get the job done to make sure there is no uh, no tension going to PSV on that final group stage game. But like I said, I'm at the, I'm at the training ground tomorrow, so we're going to see the open training for sort of 15 minutes or so. So we'll get a good look to see who is available, who's training, who's not training, to keep your eyes peeled for all the stuff from there. Uh, just on Douglas Louise, Mikel, I don't Mikel, sorry, Unai Emery's been speaking about Douglas Louise. Had another good game for Villa yesterday, set up the equaliser for Pau Torres with that really wicked sort of bending free kick. Um, heavily linked with Arsenal, of course. Unai Emery was asked about that in the game, or after the game yesterday. He said, look, he's playing very good. He's improved a lot. His commitment is amazing. I'm very happy with him and I want to keep him, of course. I think he's happy with us. He's coming on with his national team and his performance like today was amazing. I want him. Um, as I said earlier on in the show, I do think if Arsenal are going to sign anyone or really push to sign anyone in January to strengthen the squad ahead of the second half of the season, I think it will probably be a midfielder. And Douglas Louise is certainly a player we know they want. They've bid for before, not been able to get it done at the time. Will they go back in in January and try and tempt Aston Villa? I think it's a really difficult transfer to do, as I've spoken about before. As Unai Emery says here, he's playing very, very well. He's hugely influential for them. He signed a new long-term contract not too long ago and Villa are in no need to sell. They're in a really strong position in the Premier League. They're going for top four and they've got very rich, ambitious owners. I just think it'd be a really difficult one to do. You know, Arsenal might well try, but getting something like that over the line for a player like Douglas Luiz in January, very, very difficult one to do. But we shall see on that. All right, let's move on to some of your question and comments. And look, there's one here from Charlie J. He says, sorry, but an Arsenal win was the second most important part of the weekend, Charles. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. To put this in an Arsenal terms, it's like when Henri returned and scored against Leeds. Both legends back home where they belong. I very nearly started my show yesterday, basically the first thing, saying Punk is back in WWE. But I stopped myself. Actually, I stopped. I restarted the recording because I thought, actually, some people might have been recording Survivor Series. And I might spoil them and I didn't want to do that. So I had to restart it again. But like you, Charlie, I was so excited when I woke up yesterday and I watched it and I saw it. Just a fantastic. They did it so brilliantly as well right at the end when he thought, oh, he's not going to come back because of all the speculation. The watermark came up for the end of the pay-per-view and suddenly cult of personality hits and Punk comes out. What a pop that was. Huge. Going to be really interesting to see what they do with him and how this run goes. Is it his last dance? You think it probably will be. Can he stop himself from getting fired this time? You would hope so. And uh, yeah, certainly the feud with Seth Rollins, which looks like it might well be happening. Looking at the stuff that Seth Rollins has been doing, um, it's got all the all the potential to be an absolute belter leading up to Mania. So yeah, really excited, Charlie. Great to see that. Already answered your one, Jughead, uh, Jughead. On Robbie says, I don't get it. I thought Ramsdale was doing well. Then this season, it all changed. Did something happen during pre-season with him and Arteta? I don't think so, Robbie. I have to say, it's not what I've heard at all. I don't think there was any issue in pre-season with him and Arteta. As I've said before, I just think this has all come about because Matt Turner decided he wanted to go. A bid came in from Nottingham Forest to Matt Turner. Arsenal said, okay, you can go. And then they were like, right, we've got to sign a goalkeeper. 
who are we going to sign? And David Raya is Arsenal's was been a long term target of Arsenal. They wanted him to they wanted to sign him before they signed Aaron Ramsdale. They couldn't get the deal done with Brentford. Brentford weren't willing to sell. This summer, Brentford were willing to do a deal because of Raya's contract situation, because of his desire to leave. And Arsenal looked at it and thought, you know what? He's available. If we don't get him now, someone else is going to get him. And so they made the move. And I just think it was an opportunistic thing for them to do because he was available. And they were like, right now, what do we do? We've got these two players. And um, I think it's no more than that. I think it's just the fact that he became available. They needed to sign a goalkeeper. And they thought, you know what? We're going to do it now rather than potentially wait. I think it's something they probably would have tried to do at the end of this season had Matt Turner stayed and had Matt Turner not wanted to go. I think Aaron Ramsdale would still be number one right now. And I, um, Arsenal would have been quite happy to go into the season with Matt Turner as number two and Aaron Ramsdale as number one. But as soon as Turner decided he wanted to go and that offer came in from Nottingham Forest, that made Arsenal make a decision. And the decision they took was to let him go and to make the move for David Raya potentially a season early. And that's how this has all come about. That's as far as I'm aware anyway. Look, if something's happened behind the scenes with Ramsdale and Arteta, then it's certainly not something that I've heard. Uh, here's one from Gordon. says, Hi, Charles. I agree. It's definitely a good sign that we clambered to the top of the table without hitting top four. Hope we can keep everyone fit going forward. It annoys me that as soon as our keeper does anything, we get a close-up of the other on the bench. The media seems determined to keep this story running. On the subject of Vieira, I think a six-month loan uh, to get some form into his legs would be a great idea, especially if ESR can get fit for the start of the year. And that could give Emil some much-needed minutes. Yeah, look, I, I'm not against Vieira going out on loan. I think potentially it could be quite a good thing for him to get out there and to go and play. I think it's, it's it'd be a surprise given Arsenal spent that amount of money to sign him. And then within 18 months, you're sending him out on six months loan deal. But you, I think you, it is important to remember that Fabio Vera had barely played a full season. We hadn't played a full season of senior football when Arsenal signed him. You know, they took a real punt on Fabio Vera. He's a very young, inexperienced player. And maybe going out somewhere away from the spotlight of the Premier League, having six months on loan could be a good thing for him. I wouldn't be totally against it, but I just think Arsenal, I look at the squad, I look at what's going to come over the second half of the season. I just think our Arsenal in a position to let players like that go. We've seen, even though he's a bit inconsistent, Vieira still has the potential and the quality to make an impact for Arsenal. He's done that already this season at times, even though it is a bit inconsistent, as I say. I think Arsenal are going to need all of their players over the second half of the season. So I don't really want to see them weaken in their squad, even if, and I agree, it could well be beneficial for Fabio Vieira in terms of the Ramsdale right I think that that's just going to happen isn't it that's the story at the moment it is a big story whether you like it or don't it is a big story and um so whenever something like this happens you're going to continue to get this media the camera pan into the other one to get their reaction it's just going to continue to happen here's a couple from Goon72 I just wanted to address the bottom one uh as well you said what's and the top one what's mad is the fact that many people are saying that Saka isn't at his best however he's still having a huge impact on our games Properly nailing it with 15 goals and assists already this season, which is absolutely phenomenal. 100%. Absolutely. And I think even Bukayo Saka, though, would say that he's not been at his best. I think a lot of it, though, is the treatment that he's getting in terms of... you I watched it really closely against Brentford, and it is he just has no space now. Defenders, uh, teams are doubling up on him, tripling up on him. As soon as Arsenal get the ball and work it out wide to Saka. He has got no space. There's barely any times now you look up and you just see open grass for Saka to run into. It's constantly being doubled and tripled up on. And that is finding it difficult. But despite all of that, like you said, 
15 goals and assists already. Still coming up clutch in really key moments for Arsenal, as he did against Brentford at the weekend. And you're right, 100%. He's still having a huge impact on Arsenal's games. On the bottom one, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to actually say it at the weekend and I forgot because, uh, yeah, I was re- I, I just totally misread your your message the other day when I, when I, um, when I included it. And I, I remember saying I was surprised at it because I didn't really understand what uh, what what I'd said that made you say it. But then everyone in the comments was pointing out that I'd misread it and I went back and read it and yeah, 100%. So it was my bad. I totally misread your, uh, misread your comment and I do. And I, I immediately realised once I, people had pointed out and I went and read it again and I spotted my error. So yeah, apologies for that. Um, just one here from, you haven't left your name, so I don't know what it is. It's, uh, but yeah, I just fair play. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. You said you referenced being at the fullback pub on your way to Arsenal Burnley recently. Uh, I'm a lifelong Arsenal fan from Ireland, was in London at the weekend, decided to seek out the pub. Brilliant atmosphere for the City-Liverpool game. Unreal for Arsenal-Brentford. It was definitely, I'll definitely be going there again. If you can't get a match ticket, it's the next best option in my book. Delighted that uh, you went down there and checked it out. It's a fantastic pub, really good, lovely beers. Great Thai food as well and a really good place to watch football. So, yeah, if you are around North London, if you're not going to an Arsenal match, can't get to the stadium and you want to find a pub to uh, watch it. Lots of good ones about, obviously, but the fullback is a really good option for you over in Finsbury Park. So delighted that you enjoyed it and you popped over there. Great to see. And uh, yeah, nice that you got a last minute winner to celebrate as well. All right, everyone, that is it for me. Thank you very much for watching or listening. As always, like I said, I'll be at London Colney tomorrow. For all the latest ahead of that game against Lons, so keep your eyes peeled for that. But I will try if I get time to do a show in the morning as well before I head over there. Have a great day, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 